welcome to the Tati Goes On podcast. My name is Tati, and I thought that today for my, technically it's my second one, we could talk about meditation. So let's talk about meditation. And at this point, I feel like unless you have been living under a rock or are like eight years old, um, you know that meditation is good for you, right? Like there have been countless studies at this point, like meditation is just good for you. It reduces stress, it builds resiliency, um, it's been shown to decrease symptoms of anxiety disorders, you sleep better, um, it decreases your sensitivity to pain, which is kind of awesome. And one of my favorite reasons is that it alters gray matter in your brain, which um, can reduce age-related memory loss so like um, Alzheimer's and it also is kind of like giving your brain a facelift right they have they the ominous they studies have shown that it's like as if your brain was that of a 30 year old instead of a 70 year old so who doesn't want a younger brain right but meditation can kind of be a little overwhelming right so what do you think of when you think of meditation? You probably think of some monk in a cave or in a monastery um, in lotus position. And that person is just still and there's flies around them or wind or it's raining on them, whatever. But nothing is getting to them. They're in this place of bliss, right? And... When you start meditating, if you don't get that, which you don't, not in the first one, not in the 10th one, right? Maybe not even ever, but that can be really discouraging. And a lot of people always go, well, you know, I'm probably not meditating right. And I don't necessarily think it's that you're not meditating right. It's that no one really talks about the stages of meditation. We're just supposed to jump in and sit and be still and have all these positive thoughts or have our brain not think at all, which, hi, newsflash, if you have a brain, it's gonna think, right? I I love that, like, oh, I can't not think of anything. Well, think of it this way. You have ears, right? Their job is to hear. You wouldn't sit in meditation and be like, okay, ears, now don't hear anything, because I'm trying to meditate, right? Or you don't go, okay, nose, don't smell anything because we're meditating now. It's like absurd to think, okay, brain, don't think of anything now because we're going to meditate. And that's just not how it works. And I only kind of realized that way late in my trying to meditate journey. It's okay. So you think of this monk sitting in a cave or a monastery meditating in pure bliss and awareness of their consciousness, right? And maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people do attain that. But for most of us, especially, especially, and I don't feel like anyone talks about this, neurodivergent brains, right? So people with ADHD, people with chronic depression, people with PTSD, Um, people with anxiety, people that don't have quote-unquote normal brains, what they now call neurodivergent, um, how do, how are we supposed to meditate, right? So what is, what are the rules for us? So let's talk about it. As a person with a neurodivergent brain, right, I have bipolar 2 and anxiety and who even knows what, uh, what else. Um, My brain doesn't just sit calmly in meditation and think of nothing. 
And every single time that I thought that I was doing that or that I was trying to do that or thought that that was what I needed to do, I left meditation feeling like a failure. And no one wants to sit day after day feeling like a failure. Like, yeah, sometimes when I meditate now, I do have those feelings, but overall, that's not the theme and how I leave my meditation every single time. So I'm going to tell you what I did and my path, right? So I started off trying to do the basic, what they call Zen meditation, which is just to sit and observe your thoughts. But again, as a person who has a neurodivergent brain, that never worked for me. And so I started off going into a class that my yoga studio was hosting. And I believe it was like a, an hour long class where you would meditate for 15 minutes, take a walk around and then meditate for the rest of class. And then you had maybe like 10 minutes to discuss whatever, a book or, or your experiences or to ask questions to the teacher. And so I remember this first class and it was with a friend of mine. He was the teacher. And the whole time I was sitting there, I felt like I was drowning. I felt like I was being stabbed in the eye. I just felt overwhelming, like freak out. And I remember at the end when we were meant to ask questions, I was like, hey, is it supposed to feel like someone is suffocating you? And the teacher was like, yeah, yeah, I can sometimes feel that way. And that was it. That's what they left me at. And I was like, why the fuck does anyone want to do this then? Like, I wouldn't purposely put myself through this, right? Yeah, yeah, it makes your brain better and younger. But maybe I'm okay with my brain the way it is. And so that's, I kind of stopped meditating for a while after that. And then, you know, the more that I learned about yoga and how it is kind of an integral part of going through the the ladders or the steps of the yoga process and it's kind of undeniable you really hit a stopping point where if you want your yoga to progress right outside of asana which is the physical posture the shape then you have to kind of start meditating and so I started and every time it was horrible and so then I said fuck it to the things I thought I was supposed to do and just decided okay if I'm gonna do this I don't have a regular brain I'm just going to do it my own way. And so this is what I did. I found a really comfy spot. I made sure that I was fed. I made sure that I wasn't having a shit day, right? It was a pretty good day to sit with. And I started with two minutes. And then those two minutes when I, I they felt kind of like drowning, right? And then the more that I did those two minutes, the more that those two minutes flew by. They didn't feel like 10,000 minutes. And once I got to those two minutes without feeling like, oh my God, I'm going to die, then I made it three minutes and four minutes and five minutes until right now I'm meditating for about 20 minutes. And that's in stillness and silence, right? But I also didn't just do that. I did guided meditations. I did progressive relaxations, right? There's all these different types of meditations. And so I tried everything. I, I, used my brain as the muscle that it is and I didn't just jump into the marathon of like two hours in meditation or a vipassana retreat which is where you don't talk and meditate for only I mean for like 11 days it's crazy I didn't jump into that I wouldn't do that now right I'm not ready for it I wouldn't run a 5k I wouldn't run an um an Ironman so why was I expecting my brain my neurodivergent brain to just be able to meditate and so I gave myself grace, like I tell all my students to do for themselves, right? Give yourself grace. Um, and that was my process. And I have to say, now, 
kind of a year into it, a year of one day meditating a week and then maybe three times a week and then maybe every day that week and then back to one day. There's really no set way for you to do it. You just kind of have to build up that muscle. I'll tell you right now, when I meditate, I look forward to it all day. I can't do it until the evening because my daughter wants all my attention and I'm and I want to give it to her. I want to be present in her life. But I do it at night now and I almost sometimes think about it all day like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to sit. I can't wait to meditate. I can't wait for that stillness. I can't wait for that nobody touching me time." And some days I'm like, I don't know, my brain is like a cat. And every single time a thought comes in, swat, swat, swat. I can swat away all the thoughts and I can be in that space between thoughts. And then some days, it kind of feels like I'm that same cat out in a downpour. And my thoughts are just big ass drops of water. And I feel covered and saturated in them. And now old me would think, well, obviously not swatting away all those um, thoughts is a positive. I, I did it right that day. And when I let myself get soaked with thoughts, right, when I couldn't separate myself from the thoughts, that's obviously a failure day. But like, that's not how meditation works. Both of those days are good. Both of those days are meditation. Like we get in this thought pattern that like you can do something right and you can do something wrong and there is no in between. But that's not how meditation works. All meditation is, is sitting. And yeah, maybe you're guiding or guided or maybe you're laying down, right? Sitting is more of like a metaphorical thing, but it's just being with yourself and your thoughts. And like, if you expect other people to be in your company, if you want to have relationships with a partner or with friends, you need to have that relationship with yourself and meditation gives you that, right? I have followed thought patterns it's kind of like when you start off on the wikipedia like um wikipedia however you say it page on like peanuts i don't know and then all of a sudden by the time that you're done you're on the spanish inquisition or something and you're like how the hell did i get here right but it's just like clicking one thing clicking one thing and that's what meditation does and i wouldn't call that failure sometimes right sometimes i get to a conclusion of a thought that I just haven't had time for in my life to get to. And I've been working out so much of my crap this way. So the point of this whole podcast was try meditation, man. It's not always easy and it's not always relaxing, but it can be, right? It, you don't have to have like a special place and a special time, although that does help, right? Um. You don't have to meditate for an hour. You don't have to meditate for 10 minutes. You can meditate for two. Meditation isn't always good for you, right? There are some days, especially if I'm in like a bipolar episode, where meditating would actually be horrible for me. I could go in this deep, dark hole. And I don't beat myself up over that. It's okay to get, there's a million free apps. It's okay to tailor your practice to, to you and to your brain and to your life. And I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to try. I encourage you to give yourself time, right? To get to know you. Like how much time do we spend dating other people, right? How much time, I still date my husband. I still talk to him at night. I still, we still have these wonderful conversations because we are both evolving as people. And in order to stay in each other's lives, we have to keep getting to know each other. 
So if you can do that for someone else, why can't you do that for you, right? Why can't you sit and get to know you? Why can't you do that? Yeah, sometimes what comes up is scary as shit. And you think like, oh my God, I can't believe I thought that. But it's better to know, right? It's better to work through the whys of who you are. And I have to say, once I'm on the other side of it, like I'm, I'm past that hurdle and I meditate. Woo, throw me a parade. But I'm past it, right? I meditate now. I'm a meditator. I can totally see why it is one of the points of yoga, right? It's called, there's eight limbs in the tree of yoga and they all progress. And asana, the movement is just limb three. And then you have breath work and then you have concentration and then whatever. I can understand why before you get to like nirvana, samadhi, bliss, I don't know, heaven, whatever you want to think of it, you got to meditate. Because how are you going to get through this like cosmic door into the universe and union with the divine if you don't even know where you're starting from? So in conclusion, I highly recommend you guys try it. I think that, you know, give yourself like a time frame. Like, okay, I'm going to meditate for two minutes for one week, two times a week, right? And I'm going to do that until I feel comfortable sitting for two minutes and I don't want to stab my fucking eye out. And then make it three minutes and set yourself a goal. So for me, I felt like, oh my God, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Like if I can meditate for 10 minutes, I am a meditator. I don't know why that was my thing. That was just like my thing, right? And I was stuck on five for a really long time. But here I am at 20, right? And maybe it took me a long time and maybe you'll have a way easier time. Maybe you don't have a neurodivergent brain or I don't know, you don't have any stress in your life. You should probably do a podcast and teach everyone your secret, but maybe, right? And good for you. Awesome. I applaud that. I think that that is great that there are people out there like that that can give us hope. But probably most of you guys listening and most of the people out there have a fucked up brain just like me. And we got to have grace with ourselves. So anyway, in conclusion, meditate. It's awesome for you. And sometimes it feels like drowning, but that's okay. Because sometimes it feels freaking amazing. Like you're on a beach, right? Having a pina colada or whatever sugary drink you want. It just feels like a vacation. I mean, not a vacation where you're not doing anything or where you're ignoring your life, but a vacation like eat, pray, love where you find yourself. And don't we all deserve that? Don't we all deserve to know who we are and know what we love and know what we're bringing to the table and know what we need to work on? I think so. So yeah, if you end up meditating, if you end up um, doing that, I'd love for you guys to, to let me know, right? Um, my Instagram handle is the same as the podcast, Tati Goes Home. And um, my name is Tatiana Cicchelli, which you probably know if you're listening to the podcast. So add me on Facebook and just message me, right? Um, I'm going to leave you guys with some of my favorite meditation apps. So Insight Timer is my favorite. It's free and it has um, a lot. I just use a timer at this point, but it has some really nice meta, which is loving kindness meditations. It has some nice relaxations. Uh, I really also like Calm. So Calm is a really good one. Um, Headspace is also a really good one. And then there's this one called Binaural Beats. I'm probably saying that wrong. So Binaural. Um, And it just has like different um, waves of 
sound that are supposed to like help you get into certain parts of your brain. So there's like a million meditation apps out there. Those are just the ones that really resonate with me. Um, most of them are free and yeah, give them a try. Thank you for listening. And I hope your journey is a lot less bumpy than mine, but I hope you start.